Welcome to the podcast, Books and Ideas for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Race Rollins, and on this show, we talk through the theory so that you can put it into practice on your journey to building a better business. On today's show, we're going to discuss a book by Seth Godin called This Is Marketing. Now, in a lot of ways, Seth's book is a return to first principles. It's a clarion call to marketing professionals, a line in the sand that clearly differentiates permission marketing from the spam promotion black hat tactics that unfortunately characterize much of digital marketing today. Now, Seth is the Kyle Ripken, ageless wonder of the marketing industry. He stayed relevant for more than 25 years because his perspective is empathetic and he has done it the right way over the long run. He is refreshing, contrarian, and inspiring. I'm eager to talk about This Is Marketing, but first, just a quick message from our sponsor. One of the biggest problems that entrepreneurs face is not knowing which problem to solve next. Do you solve the loudest problem first or the most frequent one? Do employee problems take precedent over customer problems or vice versa? Solving the right problem matters because it drives the greatest results for your business and prevents you from spending your wheels and wasting your resources. One of the fastest ways to burn out as an entrepreneur is to focus great effort trying to solve the wrong problem. Financial GPS helps you identify and quantify the problems and opportunities to go after next. Financial GPS offers bookkeeping and dashboards for entrepreneurs that want to build sellable and mature businesses so that they can live a healthy and prosperous life. To learn more about Financial GPS, go to financialgps.co. That's financialgps.co. Avoid entrepreneurial burnout and build it the right way. So we're back to talk about This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. Now the question begs to be asked, what is marketing, Seth? Seth gives us a very interesting definition that is very different than what you would find in Wikipedia or in Webster. He says marketing is a generous act to help people solve a problem, their problem. Seth encourages us to start with a problem, to start with the people who we want to serve and the change that we want to realize in the world. Now, this might seem very subtle and insignificant, but it is a major mind shift. Because if your motives are wrong when you approach the market, it's going to show up in the tactics and in your strategies as well. Most of us come to the market trying to have a solution and then we go out looking for the problem to solve that solution with. That is backwards. Just like you would not create a key and then go try to find a lock to open it with, you can't create a solution and then go try to find the problem. You have to start with the problem. Give you a, a concrete example. This is the first inaugural podcast of this show. So it starts here. I want to serve entrepreneurs. This is the cohort that is the most interesting to me, who inspires me, and who I would love to spend a lot of my time with. Now, I would ask myself, what problems plague entrepreneurs? Entrepreneurs are extremely busy. Entrepreneurs run businesses that are multifaceted, so you got finances, HR, marketing, a whole lot of balls to juggle. And so you have, by nature, a lot of blind spots in business as an entrepreneur. And you also have skill atrophy. You come into it with skills, but the market is so dynamic, ever changing. How do you stay up with fresh skills and fresh knowledge? One of the ways that I can contribute and offer solutions to that problem is 
by doing these book reviews. If I review these books and some ideas that you can incorporate and put into your practice, maybe that can help you scale that learning curve a little bit faster. That's how I can make a generous contribution to help the cohort entrepreneurs that I seek to serve. So the question is for you, what community are you trying to serve and what problems are you trying to solve? That is the fundamental question. Another thing I want to highlight here is that uh, Seth gives us a basic five-step marketing plan. He first says, create something that matters with a story that's worth being told for people who want to talk about it. Now, the first thing that comes to my mind in this first step is Simon Sinek's work and Start With Why, where he says something very profound. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So what is the reason for your business? Why is it in existence? Is it just merely to make a profit or are you trying to really realize some important change in the world? Having a clear why, having a strong why is the key to marketing because you have something remarkable which requires people to make a remark about it. Step number two in marketing is to design and build it in such a way to benefit a few people who really want to talk about it. So here, when it comes to design and building something, don't think about just the product. Think about the whole experience around the product and how it can be revolutionized or really help your customers. Let's talk about the late Tony Shea. Tony Shea recently died in a tragic fire, 46 years old. He was the founder of Zappos. Zappos was an online shoe retailer that Amazon purchased for close to a billion dollars. Zappos sold shoes, but what Tony Shea realized, let's build this business in a way that makes customers want to talk about it. So what he did, very contrarian and revolutionary in the space, was he said that we're going to offer a customer experience that wiles the industry. So when somebody called up to talk about shoes and ordering, he really incentivized and encouraged his employees to have real human conversations and then help people find the right shoes for the event that they were going to really frequent. It was so deep into the DNA of the culture that basically Tony Shea said, we are a customer service business that happened to sell shoes. He built the business around customer service and it really resonated. That's why Tony Shea and Seth Golden, what they say here is design it and build it in such a way to benefit a few people who really care about it. So step number one was to create something that matters with a story that's worth being told by people who want to talk about it. And you want to build and design your business in a way that benefits a few people. Step number three, tell a story that fits with your internal narrative and dreams of your group, your minimum viable audience. Now, a minimum viable audience is a play off of Eric Rise's minimum viable product, where he says in the minimum viable product, what you're trying to do is create a product and get it out to the market so that you can test and verify your assumptions as a business. Well, here, Seth Godin says, let's take your minimum viable audience. Who is this product for? You need to be able to target this person or this group by psychographics, by geographics, by behaviors, by demographics, and really understand your customer. It is not enough to just say this pro product is for everybody. That's the fastest way to fail, as you know. 
Go to kk.org, that's kevinkelly.org, where he talks about your core 1,000, just, just, just the 1,000 customers, the minimum viable audience who this product is a perfect fit for. Step number four is spread the word. Spread the word. If you build it, they will come is a lie. Just because you have a product, just because you have a business, it will not sell itself. You have to get the word out there somehow. Couple steps for you. Rand Fishkin, the founder of Moz, uh, the author of Lost and Founder, had a profound statement when he said, first, build your knowledge, then build your network, then build your product. By first building your knowledge, what you're able to do is make a meaningful contribution to other people. You can be a generous marketer because you know. Next, you want to build your network. You build your network by educating, by sharing, by building trust. And then when you come in to your product or your solution, because you have the network, because you have the knowledge, introducing your product into the market is easier because it can scale a lot faster and the word can get out. Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels, he talks a lot about the Dream 100. It's a list of the top 20 podcasts, the top 20 influencers, the top 20 sites, forums, and Facebook groups that your target customers, your minimum viable, viable audience is a part of. We have to do this research prior to coming because this helps us understand the problems that are persistent in the market for the communities that we want to serve. You got to get the word out. And then last is the pivotal thing. Be present. Be consistent, be generous for years and years and lead and realize the change that you want to see in the world. A lot of times marketers have to understand that you can do good work, but it has to be consistent. Seth Golden is a hallmark example of this. Seth Golden has been blogging every single day since 1998. He's got over 7,000 blog posts in a row really giving generously to his community, teaching and helping them to realize their ideas and become better marketers. There is no wonder that when he starts a Kickstarter, he can raise $250,000 in 90 minutes. He can already know because he's consistent, because he shows up regularly, that his books are gonna be bestsellers because he keeps putting the work in and he's very consistent over years and years. So I'm kicking off this podcast, but this first podcast doesn't matter. Episode 10 doesn't matter. Can I get to episode 50? Can I be consistent? Can I have the follow through? Give you another example. Check out Moz on YouTube, Moz Whiteboard Fridays. Moz Whiteboard Fridays, they have a whiteboard in the background. And what they do is they walk you through some sort of SEO strategy or tactic. They've got 337 episodes. That's going on for five years. Most of you guys already know Gary V. Gary V has been putting out, love him or hate him, high quality content every day for more than a decade. That consistency builds trust and that trust is pivotal, pivotal to marketing in this day and age. Step number two. This is one of the most profound and simplest concepts that Seth presented in the book. It's the three sentence marketing plan. Here it goes. My product is for people who believe blank. I will focus on people who want blank. And I promise that engaging with what I make will help you get blank. The first sentence target customer definition. It clearly hones in 
on who are the people who think like you think, who believe what you believe, and who share your common values. Those are the people who you want to sell to. And then it goes deeper, it niches down. I want to focus on people who want blank. Now remember, people buy things for sentiments. People buy things for feelings. No one buys a Tesla because they need to get from point A to point B. People buy Tesla because they want to signal certain things to other people. I am smart, I am successful, I am good at what I do, I care about innovative technology, I'm a neophile, I am on the front lines an early adopter. That's what they want to signal to the world. That's part of their internal brand, right? And you have to really dig deep and understand the psychology of your customers because buying things and selling things is a emotional endeavor. It's not facts, it's mostly feelings. And I promise that engaging with what I make will help you get blank. What is the invisible product that you're selling? What is the status upgrade that you're selling? And what is the promise that your brand is making to the market? Because when your promises don't level up to the expectation of the consumer of the market, that's when you have conflicts. So positioning, 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 positioning. Seth gives us a tool to help us position. And I want you in your mind to mentally draw a X and Y axis. A X and Y axis. On the X axis, on the horizontal X axis, I want you to put speed. On the vertical Y axis, I want you to put security. So we have a two-dimensional grid where security and speed. Now, if in the book he says, if you want to deliver diamonds across town, if you don't care about security, but you value speed, you might want to sit in, send it on a bicycle delivery. If, however, you value high security and high speed, you need to invest in a Brinks armored truck. If you care about security, but you don't require speed, just get UPS delivery, FedEx delivery, where they can just sign for it. And if you don't care about speed or security, you can send it through regular mail. Now, you, for your business, you have to pick the X and Y axis for your business. And then you want to focus on the quadrant. You want to focus on that space that you can really dominate, where your customers care about what you deliver. So if I'm Brinks Armored Trucks, I only care to serve those customers who value speed and security. All right, the next one, the next point to discuss. Nobody needs your product. What sentiment do they get when they buy your product? Going back to our Tesla example. All right, so ask yourselves the following questions. What's the difference between the $30 massage and the $300 massage, right? If you had to charge 10 times what you charge for your product, how would you justify it? And guys, you cannot justify this with more facts, more gigabytes, bigger, better, stronger. That doesn't work and that doesn't scale. What you wanna do is tap into the emotional sentiments that you're helping people establish. How do you help people upgrade their status? How do you help people seem smarter? How do you help people grow? And you have to define those things for your company, right? But you don't wanna get into the bigger, faster, stronger, cheaper arguments because those are races to the bottom and those are moats that you cannot defend. How are you positioning your product? Who is it for? 
All right, now, when we come to the who is it for, he introduces this concept called culture. Culture, now culture is almost like this amorphous thing that we have trouble defining, but Seth, part of his genius is to make very complex things simple. And he says, culture is the following. People like us do things like this, and we don't do that. And now you have to define who us is, what are the things you do, and what are the things you don't do. Here are some examples, Patagonia. If I'm Patagonia, people like us care about the planet and we take action on the most pressing environmental issues. We don't buy products that harm animals or the environment in the production process. All right, so that is a clear culture at Patagonia. We know what to expect from Patagonia. So we're not surprised when they shut down manufacturing shops who use animal cruelty in their process. We're not surprised when they take certain stances on global issues and we're willing to pay more for a Patagonia jacket because we know that it is more eco-friendly and it is more costly to produce stuff sustainably. That's part of their brand promise. That's part of their culture. People like us do things like this, but we don't do that. For my company, uh, Financial GPS, people like us want to build a sellable business that functions well without us. We value leading indicators because they help us find issues before they mushroom into problems, and we don't confuse outputs with impact. We only do work that really matters. All right, that really taps into the culture that we wanna do. I do not subscribe to the hustle mentality, build at all costs. That is not the culture that I want to have. If that is something that you're interested in, cool. There are people who propagate that message. That's not our culture, right? How do we differentiate ourselves? When do we say, okay, you value these things. I can introduce you to my competitors. How is your product positioning? Now, this takes us full throttle. This takes us full throttle to permission marketing. Seth says, show up early, show up often, show up on a regular basis for years and years and years. Start with empathy. You wanna say, okay, how does this solve the problem for the community that I wanna serve? How can I be a generous marketer? This all comes back to his first book, which was permission marketing, which really ties into the silver lining of everything he does. Seth is talking about, listen, marketing is not about tactics that, that persuade and coerce people to take action. It's not about clickbait or, or browbeating people. It's about helping them solve their problems generously, building that trust. Then when you have something to make, people will support you because they trust you and they trust the product that you make. All right, please grab a copy of This Is Marketing by Seth Golden. He covers so much more in the book in greater depth and detail. If you found this podcast valuable, please consider sharing it, subscribing, and leaving a review, which helps us spread the word. My goal is to have a segment of the show where we can interview authors like Seth about the book because that will make it more impactful and interesting for you entrepreneurs. So until next time, I'm your host, Race. My goal is to help you avoid entrepreneurial burnout by building better businesses and learning how to do it the right way. I'll talk to you guys later. Ciao.